Monday, May 10th, Spencer Speaks Sports, hosted by Spencer Swoboda, Kenny Main, Meadowlark Media, Collision Course. All right, the Country Club Corner is back. Welcome, and let's talk some tennis first. Alexander Zverev, also known as Sasha Zverev, he won the Madrid Open. This is his second Madrid title he won back in 2018. Took out Matteo Berrettini, Italian player, in three sets. And he actually took out Rafael Nadal in the quarterfinals of this tournament. So that was pretty impressive. That was probably the most impressive one in that tournament, obviously, if you take out Rafa, the king of clay. Uh, so, But anyway, he's actually set to play Rafa Nadal again this week. It is the ATP Masters in Rome. And... Who knows? It's going to be tough to beat Rafa twice in two weeks. I mean, I don't, I don't have a stat on if that's ever happened, but it's probably very minimal, the amount of people, if they've ever done that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle for Zverev. If it happens to be that, if it happens to be where Rafa takes care of his matches, Zverev takes care of his matches, and they play each other in the quarters, if that happens, then I got to go with Rafa there. And yeah, do I throw in a prediction? Sure, but there, there's just really intriguing second-round matchups in here, around the 32 matchups. Novak Djokovic, Taylor Fritz is one. Uh, what else we got? Marin Cilic, Stefano Sispatas. That's a, that's another good one. Timon Fushevich is is even a good match. What else? Schwartzman, Ogier Aliassime. Lorenzo Mossetti, the young Italian wild card, playing Riley Opelka. The, I think the next hope for American tennis. Karasev, if you've heard Karasev before, if you listen to this podcast, he's playing Mevedev, the Russian battle there. Uh, let's see. Nishikori Karina Busta has a little bit of intrigue. And then Yannick Sinner and Rafael Nadal, the, the young Italian player there who's, I believe he's top 25 in the world at this point, maybe even top 20. And then Rafael Nadal, like I said, king of clay. But um, if I'm looking at the matches so far uh i mean djokovic playing sispatas potentially in the quarterfinals that's going to be a very um interesting match to see how that kind of plays out Berrettini's also in that upper quarter dimitros also in the upper corner so yeah that's going to be a competitive one um dominic team Seems like he should. Well, he does have. He potentially plays Rublev in the quarters. Uh, I could deal with Monfils. I really want Monfils to. I mean, he's been playing awful um, since the pandemic. He has not been playing good at all. The Frenchman, the 14th seed in this tournament, but uh, he's gonna have a battle there against Sanengo whenever they play. I think it's probably tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, hopefully, he's able to bounce back at some point. But yeah, this is going to be a really competitive draw. I'm just not going to predict who's going to win this because I think I've been wrong my last like three times. So uh, we're just going to hold off on that. But yeah, uh, there's definitely some really intriguing matchups here in the early rounds uh, that that if, um, if you're interested in watching, I would definitely do it. So and in Rome as well, you have the, the women's tours playing the WTA and Serena Williams is back. So this is their first tournament since the Australian Open back in February. And I was looking at the draw. I don't think it's a draw to where she's going to win the championship in Rome. 
she's gonna get the trophy there but um she should have an easy round the 32 match against Siegman or Podoroska uh, whoever is the winner of that match and then she goes and faces likely likely Belinda Benchitz from Switzerland in the round of 16 and that could be a tricky matchup it really depends on if Benchitz is on with her game so but I'll give the edge to Serena there but the problem is is that once we get to the quarterfinals and say we're we're chalk with um the person who will show play that would be a naomi osaka the i think she's the two seed in this draw and that i think could cause some problems especially with her coming back um returning after what we're at i think basically almost three months um of not playing a, a competitive match so i think quarterfinals is a reasonable expectation uh for serena in in the rome tournament but heck who knows um, she has the ability to beat anybody on any given day obviously with her winning 23 major titles in her career but um i think quarterfinals is a reasonable expectation for her to set all right the second portion of the country club corner golf and this you had the wells fargo championship this weekend rory mcelroy gets a victory for the first time since november of 2019 when he won a world golf championship event and so he goes from 15th to 7th in the world rankings now so he's back into the top 10 and in the fedex cup playoff standings uh that's the um the points that the pga tour players uh fight for to eventually be the year-end champion uh he went from 51st to about 17th so that, that was a big jump there um and then he'll likely um, keep building that momentum and who knows he'll, he'll probably get into the top 10 and put himself in good position when those uh, playoff tournaments start in the in the fall there and let's see anything else yeah he beat uh, abraham answer by one stroke answers from mexico and uh almost had a, it was kind of a scare on the last hole there where he hit it into the deep rough but he was able to get out of it i think he lost one stroke but he was still of course able to win so roy mcelroy back on the board and that is the country corner country corner club corner the the country club corner so the jaguars have a new tight end and that is tim tebow <laughs> so tim tebow is back in the nfl after nine years i think was the he last played week 17 of the 2012 season that was the last regular season or official nfl game he's played he was part of different uh camps i think two years um back to back if i'm not mistaken or at least in 2013 but uh anyway so yeah he'll likely be on the jaguars roster i think he signed like a one-year deal who knows if he'll make it through training camp or not i mean i think he he has a decent shot of doing so so yeah so tim tebow could be playing in his first regular season game in nine years and yeah jacksonville jaguars former coach of, of the florida gators urban meyer and yeah tim tebow's back getting coached by him so I, apparently he just didn't want to uh stop playing football he still had that dream and sticking to it 
Um, he has retired from baseball, though. He's not playing with the Syracuse Mets, the AAA team. Um, he's not playing with them anymore, but uh, he's back to football now. Changed his mind. So Tim Tebow, look out, look out for him potentially as a tight end or, or special teamer for the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. And uh, let's see, what else in football? Okay, DK Metcalf. So this, um, I, I talked about this last week a little bit, but DK Metcalf was entered in the Golden Games at Mount Sac in California and in the 100 meters. And he actually, I mean, I, I think he ran pretty well. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting, I was gonna set the over under at around 10.4 or 10.42, something like that. And he ends up running at 10.36, so that's pretty good. Obviously, it didn't look great when he's running against a bunch of professional sprinters who do that. This is like their that, well, that's their main thing. Obviously, football's DK Metcalf's main thing. But still, I think he held his own pretty well. Had a really good start, but obviously he just doesn't have that that um, full top end speed like the top sprinters do. But yeah, that's a that's a decent time. I think some experts in the sport were saying like a 10-6 he would run, and he he definitely did better than that. Um, but yeah, overall that's a that's a really good effort by Metcalf being 6'4", 230 pounds and running a 10.36 or 10.37. So that's just ridiculous. Uh, completely built different. Um, obviously not not built like a like a true sprinter, but uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty good effort. I was I was impressed by that. There's controversy in horse racing right now and and right now it's it's around the top horse in the sport the uh, kentucky derby winner medina spirit and surrounding its trainer bob baffert who right now medina spirit has has failed a drug test taking like twice the legal limit of um basically uh like uh like a numbing agent pretty much and so now it's the Medina Spirit is waiting for this second test to validate that it is a positive test. And if that happens, then there's going to be a, basically a vacancy for this year's Kentucky Derby. I don't, I don't think uh, you'll have the, um, uh, what was the, the Mandaloon there, the, the horse who came in second. I don't think Mandaloon is going to be considered the winner. It's just going to be vacant. Um, I guess it could be like a, a ceremonial winner or or just a, or whatever um, it is. But um, but yeah, so it looks like if that if that comes back, and it's kind of funny because that test is going to come back after the Preakness uh, this upcoming Saturday. So who knows? <laughs> um, Medina Spirit could have two legs of the Triple Crown down. And then end up having a, a a positive test come back and having the Kentucky Derby be invalid. So it's it's a weird dynamic going on right now. But as yeah, like I said, as of right now, you have Medina Spirit, the Kentucky Derby winner, still going for the triple crown. Bob Baffert's not going to be there on Saturday. He doesn't want to be a distraction on site. He's not going to um, avoid being a distraction when it comes to TV coverage and stuff because that's going to be talked about and then there's going to be controversy surrounding the horse running in the preakness race um, like i said go, trying to still go for the triple crown at this point and 
the the other thing I want to mention in regards to say the horse like Mandaloon not running in the Preakness is that save for some odd reason they do grant the the Kentucky Derby champion even though the horse technically got second on the day on the actual race like if they reward that to Mandaloon how do you <laughs> like obviously the horse doesn't enter in the Preakness so are they like oh dang we should have we should have been in the race and we should have had a shot at the triple crown I don't think it's going to be like that but hey you never know you have to weigh all the possibilities and essential quality, the course that came in fourth in the Derby, who was actually the Derby favorite going in, uh, I think that horse also isn't racing in the Preakness either. So, yeah, it's just a weird, weird dynamic of because um, you would think you would maybe want those top horses to try to contend against Medina Spirit, but I guess not. So it'll uh, it'll be real. Um, intriguing i guess and i think everybody who bet in medina spirit on on not this past saturday but the saturday before that kept their money so i mean if they're gonna allow juiced up bob baffer horses it might always might yeah might as well go after them right um I, I shouldn't i shouldn't be endorsing that too heavily but anyway things aren't looking good for the boston celtics right now and i was doing this my research and stuff just kind of prep and right now they're the seventh seed in the eastern conference so that's the uh, they're in the play-in spot and they would have to play i believe it's the charlotte hornets right now and they win that game they get the seventh seed but still um ideally you would like to avoid those games uh right now they're two games behind the hawks and heat who are fifth and sixth so there's only four games left so it's an uphill battle of trying to get into the five or six spot obviously I, I it's it's doubtful that it will happen so my expectation is that they'll be in the seventh spot and we'll have to play either brooklyn or milwaukee say they get the seventh seed they'll have to play brooklyn or milwaukee in the first round of the playoffs which i mean it's it's concerning like how do you match up against Giannis? and then obviously you have the big three with durant irving and harding if they're all healthy um at the start of the playoffs there uh two dangerous teams but it's that's just how it is that's uh, i mean they aren't playing good enough to get the four or the five seed um to say get a matchup with the knicks at this point and then before i, ju I literally just before <laughs> i started recording news broke about jalen brown and he is out for the rest of the season jalen brown i believe is their second leading scorer on the team uh career high 24.7 points on 48.4 percent shooting this espn article says and yeah that is not a good loss to have in the playoffs um the things i guess things can be kept afloat with jason tatum he, but he has to be on every single game and then you hope kemba walker steps up evan fournier has been getting better the player that they've traded from um for the um from the orlando magic at the deadline so they have him that he's starting to develop uh you need a, a good performance by marcus smart uh, tristan thompson uh, robert williams guys like that or else this is going to be a short-lived postseason for the boston celtics but uh yeah so we'll see we'll see how it goes i mean they've played without without brown 
uh, this season, like I think 14 games worth. I don't have the record on me right now of what of how they are in those games. But uh, yeah, it's it's not looking too good for the Celtics heading into the playoffs. But thankfully, they still got Jason Tatum, and and, and he just has to play godlike pretty much at this point. Um, so we'll see. Like I said, there's four games left. The seating could adjust. They could be out of the play-in, but uh, we'll just have to have to find out here. These next, well, it was basically yeah, one week left in the season. So here we go. This is gonna be fun. All right, that's all I got for this episode. We'll be back on Wednesday. Um, did I forget anything? Oh, upside was okay. This is a quick one. So Darlington, the race for NASCAR. Martin Truex Jr. wins. He has three wins on the season now, and he is the only, still the only driver with multiple wins on the season. So who knows? Maybe somebody will step up their game next week. And we'll have the second multi-time winner. But uh, I don't know. We'll, have, we'll just have to see then. All right. Bye.